Hello, Mario. Hello, everyone. Hello, universe. Hello, our friends in Kiev. It's Mario from Doncaster here, from the infamous station in Doncaster. And I'm joined by an array of people who are progressively uh, popping up to chalk and chat about everything football. And the first, of course, is our ambassador to West Horsham and to Perth, and that's Dave. Uncle Dave, how are you, brother? I'm particularly well, Mario. Very, very well. I've been uh, tuning in a bit to Joe Biden's State of the Union address, and I'm interested in the State of the Union of uh, the clubs of our experts. So we might have thrown to that at some point. I've made uh, some Putin-like decisions in the last five minutes. So you already look after West Horsham and uh, Port Adelaide, Perth and Fremantle. None of us give a shit about Brisbane or the Gold Coast as well. Only the Gold Coast when they go down to the handbaggery. So I'm going to increase your portfolio from four to six clubs. No, I, I'm not that interested in that, uh, Mario. <laughs> I appreciate your efforts. I think that uh, I think look, we have uh, we have esteemed colleagues. Look, we, the uh, since 1984, when West Coast Eagles uh, joined the comp um, to make it a 13-team competition, um, teams fell by the wayside, like Fitzroy and the like, to uh, to even those numbers out. But um, for 38 years, we've had a national competition, and it's time uh, some of my colleagues on this call uh, cross the road. Uh, no, they're not. They refuse to. That is your lot in the scheme of things. So you've got no. six clubs to report on. A great catchment area of talent I, and media. I, 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 I do appreciate uh, the effort, but my heart's not in it. Um, I'm West Horsham through and through. So uh, happy with my four. Thank you, Mario. Appreciate it. Appreciate and the uh, development <laughs> offer, but no thanks. And before I actually uh, introduce our next uh, guest speaker, I just want to thank our uh, our sponsors, which is Lebo Motors, of course, down there on Sydney Road. So if you need a new car and you never want to look inside the boot, then give my good friend uh, Abdul from uh, from uh, from from. Oh, I'm starting to go, guys. Oh, How come are we on, going? Mario. You should remember it's the name the of the buggers. Fair dinkum. What's going on? From Lebo Motors Ring. Now we're joined here by Big Wazza. He's heading off. He's been down to Aussie Disposals, buying up on the camo jackets and the ammo boxes. He's heading off to Kiev on the next flight. He's going to bring justice where there is no justice. Is that true, Big Wazza, or not? I'm very excited. If I, if there's a chance for me to go over there and help, I will always put my hand up. But I'm very excited that I've got the D's camo. I've got on with the red. <laughs> the blue and the grey. I'm very excited about it. I'm sure it'll strike fear to anybody that sees me in this outfit going, look out, here come the D. So um, anyway, let's just see what happens. Very, very sad though. Let's not make fun of it, Mario. It's um, a shocking situation. Well, I'm, I'm banning any sort of Russian produce from the petrol station, so those cabbage chico rolls are a thing of the past. Now, down at Carlton, they see this shadowy figure. He hides in the records. He hides in the vaults. He glides across the, into the Heatley stand. He goes into the legend stand. He listens to everything and he says nothing. And then, of course, is the Scarlet Pimpernel of Princess Park, Jason. I'm no snitch. Never will be. <laughs> He's got more secrets and than what Big Jack took to the grave. Plenty, I've got. I know plenty. We'll never. We'll never say a thing. Jason, how did they, Jason? What do you? What's Carlton been getting after the last week that you can tell us about? We had a wonderful you... practice match against uh, the Aints, and uh, we just oh. we took control from <laughs> from quarter one until quarter yeah. four. Seven point blockbuster, and Go uh, yeah. uh, plenty of plenty of things to look forward to at Carlton. And then had a competitive match against Witch's Hats following that. So uh, it uh, 
it was it was a bit of a breeze for you. I did cast an eye over that one, uh, Jason. And uh, one thing I noticed, Paddy Cripps has slimmed down quite a bit, and I thought that would help him um, in his contest to contest. Very absurd. Um, but it hasn't. He's just a slimmer version of himself um, and still <laughs> out of the plate. <laughs> now, Jason Chera, what did you think about Chera's performance in the match against St Kilda? Uh, he was an absolute highlight. Um, uh, he is going to be fitting in just beautifully now at the club, and uh, I was really excited by what I saw. It's just his first game out, clearly understands the game plan, and um, was a standout. Fantastic. And yeah, have you bought your McCartan membership yet, Jason? Have you bought in, in response? <laughs> and and as was George Hewitt, those two just played who? Beautifully. Stop making up these names. I don't know who the fuck these people are. The former Bondi billionaire that was booted out of the harbour to come down and try and help oh, and the boys. Yes. Jason, have you bought your Carlton membership yet? Yes, yes, I have. I'm an AFL. I'm a Carlton nominated AFL member, and um, okay. and uh, or I've already purchased my tickets to the. Uh, the uh, opening round blockbuster against <laughs> against your mob and sets up uh, the season beautifully as yeah. always every year it's wonderful so yes i'm i'm ready to go so let's throw open the forum who's got something what's come to your attention football wise over the past week gentlemen well i, I did cast an eye over most of the games on ko um they were available on ko called ko free i'm not sure i don't quite understand that but uh uh, watched at least a quarter of every game. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of work to to go. Uh, nothing particularly excited me um, from what I saw from the West Horsham teams that competed. Uh, we've got our own um, Harbour City uh, entrance into uh, into the Adelaide team in Jordan Dawson, and it's exciting to see him come in. So. There's some of the big names, uh, Mario, that uh, are just crossing the border. Big Wazza, what are your thoughts? Thank, thank you, Mario, Big Wazza. What do you mean? Big, sorry, big, the, the Australian tax office is sending me SMSs. <laughs> oh, dear. You haven't paid, done your bass for the petrol station, have you? Or are you just blowing up the lux because you're fleecing us all at the Bowser at the moment, you jerks? Yeah, big um, ones. You, be, you read the Geelong advertiser religiously on a yes. daily basis. There are 15 pages every day devoted to the handbaggers. What's caught yes. your attention to the retirement village? Oh, well, look, we're very excited. I mean, I was mocked on this call when I said the person I'm most looking forward to seeing how they go would be Tyson Stengel. Tyson. And Tyson, oh, well, talk about getting us up and about. Boy, Jingo's four beautiful goals whipping around the ankles of the uh, two-man mountains down there and the tomahawk or spud gun, as Mario calls him. And, of course, uh, Jezza, the real Jezza, not like that has been from the uh, cheats. And, um, you know, we're, oh, we're very excited about, uh, yes, about young Tyson. It was fantastic stuff. And, and even better, too, the young young you know, she-cats were able to get a second win, too. They, they've been doing it tough this year in the AFLW, but they were finally able to get the, uh, get the chockies again and stay away from the bottom of the ladder so that was good too but no look i'm very excited about uh the season starting i can't believe it's only two or so weeks away i'm looking forward to getting stuck into it so we don't have to worry about the boring cricket over in pakistan and all that other crap let's get back to football that's what we want you're jordan clark he went to frio over the off season uh had a particularly strong game they've slotted him across half back and uh his his pre his practice game of the weekend was pretty good he's fitted into the frio system very well 
David, what I'll just say here is that he is a, he's a Carlton specialist. If he wasn't going to Frio, we would have shipped him over there like we did Darcy Lang and a few of those guys because he plays one good game every six. He's soft, so um, he's, he'll, he'll, he's a, like a, he'll be Frio's version of Gary Rowland. He'll promise the world early and then capitulate late. That's what's going to happen over there. So good luck to him, but he sucked it up. He should have toughened up. He would have got a game this year, but anyway, good luck. See you later. Bye now. He might be surrounded by the right teammates and coaches and... Uh... Uh, and be given room to breathe and develop. Uh, we'll never know. We'll, well, Bob, well, Bob Murphy over there, Dave. I mean, what sort of wonderful <laughs> insight is Uncle Bob going to do? We're not going to be bored to tears with him on the airwaves anymore of Mario Station SEN. So, look, let's just see what he can do. Uh, we're, we're agog with anticipation about what old Frio can do. Can they heave-ho their way up into the finals? <laughs> let's wait and see. Plenty of excitement over there. Plenty of excitement. Yes. Guys, at the petrol station, we always look forward in terms of the season to come and the victories and defeats, but we've also got an eye to the, the rear vision mirror in terms of the, part, the great history of Australian football. What do we need? Here's a question for you guys in lieu of anything else. What, what's never going to come back? What have we lost irreparably? For me, at least, and Jason, you'd be able to agree with this, I used to love going to the reserve games. You know, get there at about 11.30 as such. What's the up-and-comers? Have half-time at the reserves. Then look for... It used to be such a wonderful experience, didn't it, Jason? It'll never come back, will it? No, it doesn't seem like it, does it? But one thing that seems to be irreversible, (laughs) well, at least for most clubs um, in Victoria, uh, is not being able to go to a home ground and watch your team play at at their home ground. That's something I dearly miss. And oh, we sh- I, I we don't sh- miss that. Well, no, whose fucking fault was that at Carlton? No, whose no. fault was that? Uh, Colo, but we won't go there. Colo, who's Colo? Sorry, Jason, who is he? No, no, we, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's all you need to know. But yeah, you know what? I also miss uh, the other clubs having their um, home grounds as well. Like, um, you know, wish the uh, Windy Hill was redeveloped, and you know, you, you, you know, Western Oval and so forth, and even. Even uh, the Collingwood ground, like oh, you know, it would be, it would come on, Jason. It would be great to have it still. Jason, you would have never gone to the Western Oval. What was it? Your big Jack Pig's ass? He goes, he would have didn't even know where it was. He didn't travel on the other side of the bloody river. <laughs> I, I, now, everyone, everyone, I do apologise for the resonance around Ali. I mean, sorry, Ali's voice. Ali is not in Australia at the moment. He's over there at Kiev at the moment, fighting the good fight, aren't you, brother? <laughs> yes, I am. Um, we just uh, it is a bit of a. Uh, they, they knew of the uh, they knew of this uh, little po- podcast being on, so the, uh, th- uh, the Russians have gone. Okay, we'll uh, for the next half hour, we'll uh, stop bombing Kiev and uh, let you do your podcast. But once that's over, we're coming after you. Now, Ali, don't kill too many people. Now, Ali, what else have we lost with the passage uh, I, I tell of you time? What, well, well, what what have we lost? I will tell you what we've lost. We've Brown lost paper bags. The Carlton Premiership. That's what we've lost. <laughs> Are we all happy about it? <laughs> but that's what we've lost. There's a certain minority that are not happy about it, you know. But uh, outside of that, what, what have we lost? I mean, we've, we've we've lost a lot. You know, we've lost a lot of things. It's all really been corporatized. There's none of that family spirit anymore, except the fourth. What about the full forwards? What about the great full forwards? Can anyone? Is anyone ever going to kick more than eighty goals? And secondly, was in terms of food at the football, in the old days, it was the Chico roll, it was the meat pie, it was the sausage roll, and it was the sugar coke. These days, you go in there as such, it's like a French restaurant, isn't it, Was Well, Mario, I'm glad you brought it up because I'm outraged, outraged about what is going on at the MCG. 
How they got rid of the Red Rooter is beyond me. How dare they remove the Ripper sub? That is a disgrace. And, uh, you know, now we're going to have to fight uh, for a, just to try and get a meat pie and a coke and a bucket of chips. We've got Guy Grossy coming down there with his spag bowl and, uh, you know, quince pace. I mean, I know it's for the D's and it'll all go on there with the cheese boards and stuff, but bring back the Tucker. That's all we want. Where's the big M Ed flips? We want them back. You know, we, where's all the good stuff? The sugars, you know, the ice creams, the chockies, the lollies, you just can't find it anymore. And it's outrageous. So I'm starting a petition to get the Coraya Bay Roadhouse to get a stall in the Hello Turf, not only at the MCG, but at Marvel, because we want the potato cakes, we want the duo packs, we want the dimmies, that's what we want. We don't want all this hoity-toity, lie on bloody crap coming into the ground. Nick <laughs> off. If you want pasta, go to Ligon Street and go and sit with the cheats. Bring back the pies. That's all we care about. Jason Mario. and David, Jason and David, what have, we, what have we lost irreparably? What will never be a feature of watching football again? As your West Horsham correspondent, I regret the loss of state football. I enjoyed oh, yes. uh, mm. Victoria playing South Australia and WA and with an Allies team thrown in from time to time, the odd game against Tassie. Yes. Uh, they were great opportunities for cross-pollinisation of players. Um, you know, the AFL a few years ago didn't quite get the same, same concept across when it played uh, uh, AFLX. It didn't quite come together quite the same way. But... Uh, no, I really regret those days. Fantastic to see Kernahan, Bradley, uh, Motlop, others playing in the same team. Um, of fact, uh, they did so at Carlton, didn't they, Jason, for that matter? Um, McDermott, Jarman, others uh, against uh, uh, yeah, the great full forwards of that era, all playing together at the same time. You had Lockett, Dunstall, Gary Ablett coming out of the square. Great times, great nights. Really regret the loss of that, Mario. Thank you, David. Jason, what about you? You've got a long memory. What, what's never going to come back which you can lament? Well, um, I think I already Finals mentioned... Finals football. I already mentioned that. I just <laughs> mentioned that. I miss, I miss the home grounds um, that we all used to play. That's what I miss. Uh, even even Glenferry Oval. Even Glen which Ferry. was the shittiest? Which was the shittiest home My ground? My worst experience was at Windy Hill, I have to say. Um, and, uh, uh, but still, um, I do miss... The uh, the local grounds being um, uh, Jason, because of the love you got from the locals there, Jason. Is that why Windy Hill? I think so. I think that might. I was uh, a bit of. I was a youngster when I went there, but I can tell you, um, it had a life impact. I'll never never go back there again. But but you know, uh, and you missed some of those grounds back. Ali, what about the hard men? Could you say that Mitch Robinson is the last of the tribe? Um, I'd say there's a Mitch Robertson. There's a few down at the uh, down at Cadenia Park. That All right, are, hey, well, let's talk about <laughs> Tom Mitchell, the hard man with big right. kicks and pretty right. boy. Hang on, this is my, Jason, this is my Jason, game. I'm excited because okay. you will get what you want because the Dingley Dorks are building a super-duper stadium on the Cabbage Patch. And so I've got a high expectations. We'll be able to go down there and watch the grubs go around and maybe a little bit of uh, bruise-free football. Uh, yeah, you're, they're you're not going to trouble the scorers anytime soon down at the Dorks. Uh, 
Well, you're welcome down there, Big Was. We'll uh, we'll have a Carayo Bay uh, roadhouse on there waiting there for you as well, mate. So don't you worry. About <laughs> I mean, we'll never see. Ali, we'll never see bumps again, will we? The full-on bumps to take a player out. They're gone forever, well, aren't they? You know, again, another list of the handbag is imploring you um, that you know toughness be taken out of the game. They oh, lost all those grand finals in the eighties and nineties because they weren't hard and tough enough like the you know, the 95, 95 Carlton Chiefs or the eighty nine Hawthorne sides yes. and the yes, and the, the, the West Drive yes. Eagles. But yep. so they whinged and said, No, we want to play bruise free football and they that, that would have been a Chris Scott sook up to his brother uh, in his new power role. I think um, oh, no. Scott on the phone back to all complaining about the roughness and hardness of AFL football. Can you please do something about it? And his brother's gone and done exactly, exactly what his elder brother, his twin brother's asked. And Dave, so, uh, and, so and, and, and Dave from West Lawson, don't don't forget it will, soon. It won't have, it will it won't be this year. Maybe ne- uh, uh, next year, but you'll need to be over thirty to play AFL football. <laughs> Is the is the gentleman is the torp an endangered species in football? No, no, no. They still do it, but not no, that. No, you got to get over a press um, late in the game. You're still going to employ that. And which of you guys actually saw a drop kick? Ali, are you the oldest here? <laughs> See someone kicking a drop kick? No, but there's plenty of uh, drop kicks down the highway, mate. I, can tell you <laughs> <that>. <laughs> but, uh, I, I don't know if you're a cop. No, the last time I saw a drop kick was when someone's when you know there'd be a smart-ass walking in for a goal and just drops it on the ground and kicks it. That's the only time I've seen a drop kick in the last forty years. If I recall, you, I think Alan you have a special way of dealing with drop kicks on the second floor of the car park, don't you? Uh, <laughs> yes, a very, a very different way, and soon to be Russians as well. So the other thing that's never going to come back is that is that coaching boxes arrangement at Waverley, where you had the coaches' box completely covered in glass. Anyone can look in as such. You'd see Parco melting down to the ground. Jason, do you remember that? And in, and the, and the veins in his neck bulging out. It was such a wonderful um, public crucifixion. Those coaching boxes at Waverley. Did you ever see guys down at the Western Oval and the Doug Hawkins stand? How the uh, coach used to have to walk into the Doug Hawkins wing and climb the ladder. To get on top of the uh, on, on on top there to view view the game, yes. So, you know the, the good old days. You could really you know let them at it, you know. But nowadays, again, you you lambast the coach. I eat Chris Scott. What does he do? Turns around and wants to uh, complain about. You know, goes back to the AFL and says, "We need a guarded walkway to walk all the way down to the ground now." <laughs> I love how Alia always brings up my coach when he had the little hottest piss hat going around beating up poor old innocent walls and blowing up the lux and then just giving the bird to people as he walked down the race, the angry little grub. So, Who I mean, are you honestly, about? Mitchell I mean, used to do fairly, that. And then there's going to be passed on to the, yeah, the Mitchell, the little sniper who used to run around <laughs> trying to give folks corkies and who was in part and will encourage the worm burners from Tom Mitchell and Jagger O'Meara. I mean, I am a gog with anticipation to watch the dork finish bottom two this year. I cannot wait to see it happen. It's going to be fantastic. And then we'll see who's sucking it up. It'll be the little grub who snipered one of the best coaches of their club's generations. He's been working the phones, that little grub. He's been working. Yes, he's been yes. calling people out of contract. He's been working the yes. phones. He's got a plan. Where's he going? What, at what week? At what week do they put a temporary coach up at the Gold Coast so Clarko can take over next year? What, what week can we guess, are we guessing? Round eight. 
Jason, I want to turn the spotlight back to you, Jason. The most, one of the most famous matches of all time was Geelong, the Handbaggers versus Carlton at Princes Park. And uh, Mr. Milburn had his great moment of uh, fame. No, that was down the Cattery. What are you talking about? No, no, it was the no, Princess no, Park. No, the Princess Park. Oh, we must Jason, were you, there, were you there, Jason, and how volatile did it get and how close did it come to people jumping the fence to actually crucify this guy? Well, I was at the game. But I, were I, you really? Wow. I, I, I was at the game, but I, I, I missed the uh, incident. I must have been eating my, my uh, hot jam donut or eating some chips or whatever at the time. But Geelong were being bully boys all day. Geelong, it wasn't just that one episode. Geelong were going in hard... Contrary to their nature, all day them weren't they? Well, they were trying, and um, and uh, you know it was it wasn't a, a momentous game by any stretch. It was uh, just a you know or, a, a fairly ordinary game. But uh, look, I think um, Darren Milburn was uh, was having the better of sauce um, at at points, and um, and I know that I do recall that Darren Milburn was being abused by the crowd during the game as well, and I, I think that. Was, <laughs> I think that was more so than usual, and I think that that response was more of a response to the crowd rather rather than some, anything against Sauce. But I remember that um, being there. I just I just didn't see the uh, the incident. He got four. I think he got four weeks. Ali, if, if that incident had occurred today, what sort of penalty would be meted out? Well, you know, the Scott boys would have given him a year. He wouldn't have played this year. <laughs> or the next season. Off you go. David, what's the dirtiest act? David, what's the dirtiest act on the football field you've seen? The dirtiest act. Um, geez, we are really speed, we're really spinning I, I, this way and wait for the season. I tell you, I, I tell you, a good a, a good one was the very first game Adelaide played against Horsham, against Horsham Hawthorne back in nineteen ninety one. And near the end of the third quarter, Dermy lined up yes. Chris McDermott just beautifully. I remember that. It is, and Chris McDermott was a pretty hard nut, and he was down for a long time. So that was one of the best hits I've seen, and probably the one uh, one of the one that's most unknown. And these days, what would what would the the response of the tribunal have be? Uh, I think, uh, well, Dermy... Six weeks, eight weeks. Back, back then, he simply got up and played, and there was no report. Um, no, it took a couple of months. Quick. He got five weeks for that. He got five he? weeks. Jeez. Yeah. yeah, he got five weeks for that. I don't think he got reported at the time. He must have been reported after the game. Um, no, no, no. But, he, got uh, report, he got reported at the time. Yeah. Well, I'll have to go back to the video. I've got that game. Oh, wow. But uh, all good. My dirtiest act. Well, I, no, I wouldn't say it's a dirtiest act. My bravest act was when um, Lee Matthews swiped that little turd from that redheaded turd from 1985. You were there at that match. You were there at that match, were you, Ali? I was at, I was at that match, and we were giving it to Jack Owen. The only time I was a 16 year old kid in the cheese guy with a few others, and the only time I actually was shitting myself because I reckon he was going to jump over the fence and belt the shit out. All right, now let's draw, I just pause at this point. Alia, what were the people, not necessarily you, but what were people saying to Jacko to raise him up? Come on. What were oh, they saying? Call it, they're just calling him a dumb dickhead, a dumb dog, donkey, just, you know, just normal type of things. And he was he was yelling abuse at us. We couldn't help him. You know, he, he, he barely spoke English when he had his teeth out. So it was hard to, you know, fathom what he was saying. But, you know, I, you know, growing up and getting older, you know, it, it was one of those you understood, you know, I understand now why he did that, you know. But as a little kid, and you, you know, you know, you know, you're only a handbagger. Deserve what you get. 
Jacko's microprocessor in his brain wasn't particularly uh, of Intel standard. It wasn't. Uh, he wasn't um, the sharpest tool going around. Oh, I'd, yeah. I'd say he was a lot smarter than more, a lot of people think he was. I agree, and the highlights are always such great fun. He was a very good footballer when he when he was on. Right. He was a very accurate kick as well. But Jesus, Jesus, the highlights of him strutting around and doing this and doing that and throwing cans back into the crowd, that's all. It wouldn't be tolerated nowadays, but thank God it got captured on film. I know one thing, Think you know, it's amazing how when Clarko leaves Hawthorne, and I was waiting for Big Wazza to come out with Clarko's little lack that he did to Ian Aiken in that oh. seven Battle of Britain. Jason, now, Jason, turning the spotlight back on you, Jason. Jason, we all know that uh, Mr. Muir went somewhat crazy in a match against Carlton. He, do you think do you think the Carlton crowd might have been egging on Mr. Muir, Robbie Muir? Oh, I think uh, back then there would have been some things that can't be said and should not be said anymore. No. And, um, and I think uh, that could have been a part of it as well. And uh, who knows what was being said by you, the uh, were, Carlton opponents. So. Were you there that day, Jason, when no, you went bananas? I, I have to say that I <laughs> may not have even been born. You missed two of the great meltdowns, Jason. What are you doing, mate? Fair <laughs> um, but uh, the, Carlton, the Carlton players haven't historically been known um, for that hard, you know, Bifo stuff. Um, we've we've generally been known for skill, winning games, Stephen, Stephen you know, knives you know, winning, and forks from the you know yeah, government. Lodge. You know, winning winning premierships, and we 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 weren't really known to historically to have players that uh, went out to um, to you know uh, um, premiership Bifo. Uh, but yeah, well, Jason, you're right. And like Carlton, I mean, John John's got Cam and Zach Guthrie, who are two of the hard men of two of the hard men of the AFL. And many who's the smaller of the two? Is it Cam or is it Zach? Zach. 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 So he's look brute um, brute Bernard wouldn't go anywhere near that guy. He's just, Zach he's Fisher, just a monster. I think you're referring to. Yeah. No. Uh, no. He's uh, he's put on weight. He's put on weight. Uh, but uh, you know, I wouldn't say that he's. Uh, in, in any way intimidating. But, yeah, the Blues haven't had a history of uh, hard men going out, knocking people out. It's just we've, we've just won games based on talent. Oh, Big Warwick, you're very quiet with the reference to Cam and Zach Guthrie, the hard men of... Hard men of uh, uh, well, look, I've switched off because you've gone back into the archives. In anything pre-1987, you know, I've got no freaking idea about because I was a Wagba League man. Um, so I just sit here and listen uh, intently to some of the historical events. Um, but look, I mean, honestly, I love when Jason talks about premierships. Um, it's getting into Shemanesque type territory now. They've done nothing <laughs> since 1995. We can't lay on the D's anymore because they pinched an interstate premiership, which we all know doesn't count. And we wait to see what they actually can do at home. Um, but look, I mean, guys, honestly, I mean, you, let's just let's let's just change the bar for five seconds. Can we just talk about? What the D's have the capacity to do this year. As we know, we have a, a friend, a colleague, who has just been burning a hole in the CD and the DVD because he's old school. He doesn't think to watch it on KO. He just wants the DVD experience. And he's burned a hole through it from the 15-minute mark of the third quarter a hundred times. I mean, it's, it's so vulgar just talking about it. But I want to know as a collective, because we just always skip over the D's, can they go back-to-back? Alia, Jason... Mario, David, can they go back? Uncle to Dave back? first. Uncle Dave, no. yes or no? Oh, absolutely, the decent go back to back. They're uh, scarily good and clubhouse leaders, as far as I'm concerned. Um, still daylight, I think, between them and next. Although, 
I think uh, the risers this year might even be Brisbane. Thank you, Uncle Dave. Ali, just keep your head down there in Kiev, but what are your thoughts about the Ds this season? Well, it all depends on the next variant of COVID because if, it's, <laughs> if we have an interstate final, they're head and head above everything because interstate premierships don't count. But if it has to be played on the MCG, the Norm Smith... See, Norm Smith couldn't get into WA, right? Yeah, the ghost. Mr McGowan wouldn't let him in. But I'm sure he'd have a different say if that game was played at the MCG. Thank you very much. Jason, the Scarlet Pimpernel, what are your thoughts on the Sheeman dynasty? I think they'll, they'll stop short because uh, Carlton will be in the 80s this year. But, <laughs> but I have to also say, so forget about some dynasty. And these, these clubs are having dynasties. I've said in the past that only having dynasties because we're not there. Once we get there, things will settle down again and and the natural order will, will fall into place. Now, now, um, that means that means that means that we will be in the eight. We will call, we'll be causing havoc. But as I said in the past, oh, as I said in the past, um, Richmond, your Richmond Tigers will have a second wind. I don't know why. I just got yeah. that, it's just that feeling. We're going to have a second wind. I don't know where it's going to come thank from, God. but we're going to surprise us. Like thank God we got some. Thank you, Matt. Thank you for some sense, sense and wisdom at last. Look, Petrarca is a wannabe <laughs> Dustin Martin. The real McCoy is going to come back. He's going to be fit. He's looking lean and mean. Despite what I said the other week, Richmond stands in the way of Melbourne winning back-to-back. You wait and see. Jack Grimes. All right, guys, we're winding up here as such. Oh, sorry, you don't, unusual... to, you know, don't get to hear what I think about this. Oh, you just... Oh, no, gosh. Uh... Another rant. All right, rant. Off you go. you got rant. Okay, time. you've heard it here first. Hot off the press. The Ds will miss the finals. They would have been chowing <laughs> down on too many lasagnas. <laughs> The cheese platters, they would have porked up because of all of the carbs. They're going to do a dorks of 2009. You've heard it here first. They're going to finish ninth, load up on the missing the eight, is paying good odds. Get on it. That's all I'm saying. They, they don't know how, they, don't, they won't know what to do being the hunters. They're going to capitulate. So I'd watch like, this space. I'd like to bag it up with Tyson Stengel for the uh, Collins <laughs> who? medal. Stop making, who, who are these guys? <laughs> Seek Raiders. Ali, I know you I know you love Buddy still. Why don't you come back from Kiev? Are you gonna make a point of attending whatever ground he's he, when he kicks his one thousandth goal? Are you gonna run out? Will you run out of this great tradition? Well, they're playing the first game in Sydney, so I'm hoping he misses that. So I should be back in round two. So for hopefully I might make it, you know, down hopefully it'll be in Melbourne. Um, Should again, we respect uh, that tradition? I mean, in terms of Gill and the health and safety they want to ban it, what are your thoughts there, right, um, Ali? No, no, I think we should all – We not only we should all run out, but we should all run out with a few potato cakes and a few dim sims to, you know, to level it out to the AFL that we don't like that shit food that they're going to be serving up at the uh, MCG <laughs> and we want back our fish and chip shop and our red rooters and our meat pies back at the MCG. I, I, I'll so tell you what. this they... statement has to be made when we run out. I tell you what, they should have a retro um, uh, food truck that that sells all these all these foods. I'm sure it'll be one of the most popular ones. That could, could be an idea. But a question for you, Ali. Question for you: you you've, you've you've taken a break, uh, dodging bullets um, uh, in the heart of Kiev. And did you ever think that 
you'd be you'd have to dodge uh, bullets from Big Wazard uh, during this session today because it seems like you've been under more fire from him yes. than you've been experiencing overseas. So well, having, I just want to know how the shot. VL Commodore donuts around the tank is being accepted. Party the big shot. smoke screens from Alia's machine. Eh? That's what I want to hear about. I'm very excited how he's transitioned from Knife Point Shopping Centre to donuts over there in the uh, in the trenches. I'm very excited to hear how that's been going. So yeah. Well, um, you know, you know, with these Russians and Ukrainians, they've built these big, large under un, un, underground cities, and there's plenty of room to go in and do your donut. So it's uh, all all well and good, but you know, um, I'm just here helping my help, helping my friends out, and um, and uh, hopefully I'll be uh, back there soon with your big was and uh, going down to the handbaggery when you when you're playing against. Uh, Either um, uh, Gold, uh, Gold Coast and uh, having a uh, smashing him up, and we'll be there eating a few dimmies. And well, we have to find someone else because Chris, Scott stiffed us again. So we didn't listen to Chris because we don't get the easy kill of the of uh, Stewie Jew coming down to the cattery this year. Very disappointed with that. Maybe we, maybe we might get the easy kill of, uh, according to you, the Shemans down. Yes, we'll do that. Another Zaktui bomb just to rub the salt in the wound. That's what we want. Yeah, and Jason... winding this up, guys. No, winding this up, guys. I want to say I speak for everyone here. Vladimir Putin, just fuck off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. And on that note, we wish Ali all the best as he fights the good fight in the in the, uh, the, the the alleyways of Kiev. And we will speak next week, everyone. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.